This is a podcast from Rover. Well, it's time now for this week's view from the top paddock, and it's over to the west coast. We go to Brunner to catch up with the vice president of the World Farmers Organisation, Katie Milk. Good morning, Katie. How are you? How's your week been? Uh, good morning. I'm pretty good. Uh, it's been an interesting week, though. We had a break of our wee semi-drought, and over a day and a half we had 235 mils here, which we desperately needed, but um, it certainly raised all the rivers and yeah. it's caused a few slips and things around about, and I've got heaps of tra- traffic going past my place because um, one of the roads out of the coast is still shut at this stage, so people are coming this way. Yeah, 235. Well, that's, yeah, that's a reasonable dollop, isn't it? I mean, that will cause some issues. Yeah, exactly. Hey, look, it, it pales into comparison to what the guys up north have faced though, and the damage they've got because it's a totally different setup down here. You know, we, we're able to cope with rain a little bit more, and um, the valleys are quite different, uh, and the creeks, yeah. there's plenty of waterways, but it's the scale of up there is, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to whinge whatsoever. Yeah. What have you been hearing in terms of numbers, Katie? Because we've had, uh, had uh, Terry Copeland on from Federated Farmers because it'll be a billion dollars just for the farmers alone to get underway and then right through to some suggestion. We had Alistair King from uh, Findex was telling, you know, the $10 billion is an, and more is a number being thrown around. What are you hearing? Well, that's it, it is a difficult one to collate. You know, the, the data is all still, still coming in and... It is going to be massive, there's absolutely no doubt about it, and it's good, we've, we've been getting lots of donations through to help. And it's going to take a long time as well, that's the thing, and people get tired and exhausted, and uh, whilst there's been a lot going on, it's that long-term recovery that, that uh, really starts to wear people down. But yeah, those those numbers, um, it, it always ends up being a lot more, there's so much stuff that even if you go through the process um, with what you can get from the insurance company and when the government works out what they can do. It, it never works out that you, you come out even. It's bloody yeah. hard because you always end up, um, you know, with, with something that's a huge carryover for you that takes a few years to get through in your, in your, um, on your balance sheet. We've got uh, the new Kiwis backing uh, Kiwis backing farmers campaign. There's the Federated Farmers got the farming army. I mean, at least we are. You know, do you think there's the right sort of momentum and, and, and awareness of what needs to be done in the short term? I guess. Yeah, um, I, I think there is, but it'll still be uh, a semi frustrating process for some, in that there's only so much resource to go around at pace. And, and things take longer than what we would like, and getting to everyone and getting something done is difficult. You might get some of the um, uh, initial things done, but it's, it's a long-term thing, and then you've got to wait, obviously, for to get hold of trees if you're an orchardist and whatever to replace your stock that's gone. Um, and you know those hillsides that have all slipped, well, that takes years for those to stop uh, running and to heal up and, and grow grass again. Or people may choose to plant some natives on them or, or whatever. So I think we are in the right direction for sure, but it's, um, it is quite difficult. People still need to make sure that they, uh, wherever possible, they have made sure that their needs are on a list somewhere. And you, there's um, website of feds, there's different ways of doing that, but make sure you do reach out and get your needs put somewhere so that people know that what, what to, to come and help you at some point if they haven't seen you already. That's one of the difficulties so that nobody falls through the cracks. I know it was frustrating because so many people were going around <clears throat> and checking on people 
and um, people were having like three or four different entities come up the yeah. drive to see yeah. how things were, and that's always a, a bit of a hard one. Yeah. But yeah, well, it's a bit over a is, bit overwhelming, I think. Yeah, yeah, and which and I mean to be fair, like Fed reached out to MPI early on and said, look, we been here and done this before we can help with with collating that data so it's in a format from a farm point of view as to what's needed worked with um NEMA and and you know we've got people who do have done the sim stuff the training so who can put it through the system then in a format that works but the gis mapping and all that stuff and i think it was a took a little bit of time before they get sort of went yeah actually you're right you guys have a lot to offer because you've got boots on the ground already you've got members in all sorts of areas and executives in areas that have been working from day one really hard um, because they know their people and they know the locality and MPI doesn't have the amount of people on the ground um, as what they have done years and years ago when they were mass things have changed so we all have to collaborate and, and pull together and that's all happening now but it's always a frustration when it yeah. doesn't happen straight away. But I think that's about people understanding the scale of an event so that they um, mm. uh, it takes a while to get their head around how much resource is going to be needed and where they can get it from. Yeah. Katie, Bex uh, fished out a really good um, response or, or put, on the, put on the table with uh, Terry Copeland earlier this morning about uh, the RMA and in terms of, you know, it's not quite bugger the consents, but it's, you know, you, and as long as you're not a cowboy, you can actually and should be able to get on with some work in terms of repairs without the sort of fear of prosecution. Yeah, exactly. And, and, I presume that that's exactly the conversations that have been had at, at um, a Wellington level from Federated Farmers on farmers' behalf, and it and it shows in volume that I know some areas have got uh, better rules, if you like, in the RMA planning around the stuff. I know on the coast we've always had that you can get in and do some uh, remedial work and put stuff back in place after an event, emergency works. Not It's not just for councils. It's actually we've fought hard to make sure that farmers could put infrastructure back and do things as well. And, um, of course, other things such as what, what sort of is part of what um, uh, the resilience of uh, good things that you should be doing anyway, we have the ability to take gravels out of our rivers here <coughs> that you don't have to have onerous mm. consent for some global ones yes. because that's going to be a thing where stuff builds up and the good practices of keeping drains clean, uh, you know, they're all permitted activities here, which helps because we get a lot of rainfall and, yeah. and we've figured out what we needed to have in those processes to help. And I hope that that thinking is remembered and goes through into the planners' departments and all the uh, um, LTAs so that they can help their communities perform efficiently when all these events arise and that they arise from time to time and they always will and we need to be Let smarter about this stuff. Mm. That's an interesting point that you make, Katie, because I actually had that discussion with my father when I went up to Hawke's Bay on Wednesday for the first time. Uh, they live quite near to Amahu, which is one of the communities right by the Nararora River that was flooded and every single house I drove past was yellow-stickered and I cried. It was awful. Um, yep. And he said, you know, some of the things that we haven't been allowed to do, well, we're just they're just going to have to rethink it. And one of those things is taking gravel out of the river. So it hasn't happened. Yeah. Um, it, my understanding is that it hasn't happened in Hawke's Bay for, for some time. It used to, and yeah. it no longer does. Uh, and that is quite possibly a very big part of uh, what has happened or a part 
of what has happened at least. Um, yep. But I also like that point you made before about if people don't know that you need help and what sort of help you need, um, then it's hard for them to come and give it to you. So I guess it's a, a matter of encouraging people to actually log that uh, with the appropriate perhaps federated farmers or whoever. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's something that we've found in, over the years at different events is that people have a, farmers especially, sometimes have a tendency to go, well, someone else, someone else will need help more than me. Well, mm. you know, don't, don't think that way. Yeah. Just put your hand up and, um, you know, if, if it's teams of the Farnie Army or the, um, uh, oh, what do you call them? Uh, Farmers for Kiwis or yep. any group, the student yep. army, there's a whole lot of things and the, there's plenty of iwi um, teams that are around as well, as uh, I understand. So, yeah, it's a matter of if you're not on a list, it, it, it might be that you do get missed. So don't be frightened to put your hand up because um, everyone deserves help. You know, it's nobody's fault. Let's just all try and help each other out and get it sorted. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, just before you go, Katie, I just on a, your other work, that uh, great work you're doing over there um, on the West Coast in terms of uh, the West Coast Conservation Board. I know you're putting the boot into the the, the older possums and things. How's all any sort of thing on the table there at the moment? Yeah, well, we've got a um, massive program of work that's uh, going to roll through um, in the next well eighteen months, two years. Not sure how long it's going to take. Hopefully, it'll be quicker, but it's very important. Our conservation management strategy, the CMS, as um, everyone abbreviates to, is yeah. up for renewal um, and hopefully we can get it through and, and make it a, a document that's more fit for purpose for today and the way things happen. I mean, it's got it's 20 years old and, and it took seven years to develop then and it's uh, so out of date. I mean, they didn't know that e-bikes would be a thing drones are a thing and so yeah. you know you're not allowed to use vehicles of those that nature in national parks for example so um i'm not even sure if you're allowed to mountain bike in a national park i must check that one up but it's it's about making sure that it's fit for what uh people do in this modern age and also making that framework so that things can change underneath it without having to go for a full rewrite so if we get it up to a highly principled level we can probably achieve that. So people will be able to look out for that. It's a wee while away before um, there'll be anything out for the public to look at because we're really only just picking it off now. The planners are doing the scoping out and how, that, how it should be done. Um, but it'll be very important for people to put their hand up and have their say. And here's another one that's just interesting on it. For example, um, when the paparata crack was put in, somebody got hold of me and they said, you know, I can't take a school group up there because you're not allowed groups of more than 15 people in there in, on there at a time if you're in a group. And um, so by the time you get a few kids and the appropriate level of adult support that's needed, uh, it, it cut out that sort of adventure stuff for kids. So it's like, well, how do we how do we write that sort of wrong so that it's nice and simple and accessible to everyone? So mm. look out for these things when they come up and um, get submissions in with your thoughts on how conservation should happen. Great stuff. And going through everywhere at some point, you know, the coast up first. Yeah, absolutely. Great stuff there. That is Katie Milne, our uh, World Farmers Organisation VP, Vice President, and a view from the top paddock and always great insight into all things. Rightio, uh, and we might, so hopefully we might catch up with Katie maybe down at uh, Kirwi in a, in a couple of weeks where we're going to catch up with another one of our old mates, Mr. Arlo. Right, we'll take a break weather with Mr. Richard Green next here on Rex.